Hello, and welcome to a stylish episode of the Drywall Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Harmon. With us today, Jay Hodges of AG Drywall out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. We discuss his many adventures traveling all over the country and beyond and his endeavors with the hair industry and also photography. Um, Jay also worked with Drywall Nation and Brian Kitchen for a bit up in Canada. And we also talk about asking for the price you deserve. And, and um, they have set prices here that they've been charging for I don't know how long. And yeah. I got, they're like, well, that's, that's <laughs> what we, um, we pay here. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, who's, who came and said, this is what you uh, all drywalls have to get paid? Like, who the fuck said that? So they tried to they tried to come in and lowball you a little bit. Like, hey, Jay, maybe you're new to the game down here in Tennessee. This is the way we do it. And you're like, yeah. that that's fine. Hire that guy. Hire that guy yeah. over there. You want a shit job? Yeah. yeah, I look at what my bills are. I look at what my kids need, what I need for the, you know, and that's how I that's set right. prices. And, and also, you know, what I do, what I bring to the table. And I'm, I'm not going to let someone else dictate how much money I'm going to make. Jay is awesome, and I know you guys are going to enjoy this one. Also, I'm excited to announce our newest sponsor for the months of March and April, Can-Am Tools. Can-Am has been a supporter of the Drywall Podcast and Fresco Harmony for a long time, and I appreciate them for that. Can-Am Tools is celebrating 50 years of excellence as the original and leading inventor of the semi-automatic drywall finishing tool. Their line of tools is centered around the compound tube. The compound tube is one of the most versatile tools on the market. For the months of March and April, you have a chance to get your hands on these tools at a discounted price if you go to canamtool.com and enter promo code TDP15. Also, be sure to be on the lookout for my interview with company president Wolfgang Dombrowski coming soon. The Drywall Podcast is also brought to you by Fresco Harmony. Fresco Harmony, making walls better since 2004. Now available online at csrbuilding.com. Guests of the Drywall Podcast will receive a swag bucket from CSR filled with all kinds of good stuff. For now, Jay Hodges on the 41st episode of the Drywall Podcast. Let's get into it. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to the Drywall Podcast, buddy. Uh, Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, absolutely. Um, We're pretty good, yeah. man. Took the rest of the day off. I'm just going to relax the rest of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Have oh, you done yeah. a podcast before? Yeah. I, I did the uh, the construction um, the construction life podcast recently. So I don't, right. I hasn't posted yet. Yeah. But, um, with Manny. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he's, down, he's, in, he's in Canada. Uh, I think he's yeah. in Toronto, Mississauga area. Yeah. Oh, okay. Area. So he was he was trying to grab you a little while ago, right? Yeah, we were going back and forth. It just no, we never got a chance to meet up. So 
but now he's doing this, he's doing it on Zoom now, so he can you know you can do it from wherever now. So before he had it at his office, you know, so now yeah. it's easier. Yeah, I started on Zoom. I was like, I'm going all over. I'm go- I'm out of the gate, you know. I mean, I I've done them in person, but they're uh, the sounds a little different. So I've got all this stuff dialed in, you know. Gotcha. And now university, you don't have to have have a destination area. You can just you know do it from wherever. <laughs> yep, I've got. Uh, I think we got yeah Gary Holt plastering, Australia. Oh. Yeah, talk oh, to yeah, that his, guy. His work, his work is pretty good. Yeah. Oh yeah, those Australians—they know those what they're Aussies, doing. Man. Yeah. 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 Have you so have you caught a couple of the Drywall Podcast episodes yet? Pretty much got them all. Yeah. You got them all, and then you reached out. You were interested, I think, in coming. You were like, "Hey, man." Can I come learn about Fresco Harmony a little bit in Albuquerque? I think that's what sparked the conversation between you and I. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, because I was at, um I do a dabble with the Venetian Plaza a bit, but I wanted to do um I'm looking at Fresco Harmony and it's something I can have in, in uh Austin also. That way you can give the clients, you know, something also that they can't really um fork out for the Venetian Plaza, you know, we yeah. can do Fresco Harmony also, like because well, Venetian Plastic, you pretty much have to come back later on after they, they after everybody comes in and does all the other work, you know, like the flooring and you know, shelves, and after all the other trades come in because you don't really want it to get scratched or dead because it's really hard to fix. But Fresco Harmony, you can pretty much do it right then and there, you know, you don't have to leave and come back all the time, but or you can come back later, but. You know, and you can coat the wall easier. You don't have to sit there and um, because you're using all using mud with it, and then right. so you can the finish your wall. Or also with popcorn removal, you can just go ahead and coat that shit. You know. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah. Instead of having, because sometimes, like you said, um, I think before, I think I heard you mention like you don't have to worry about the asbestos and stuff like that. You sit there, sand it off or whatever. You can just go ahead, you know, kind of knock it, hit it real quick, then kind of coat on top of that, you know, with yep. the uh, fresh harmony, and then you can still get a nice color joint compound out, out of that. And yeah, and also I've been talking to quite a few painters too, and here, and I've been just showing them, you know, showing me some of your work, and they're like, "Wow, that looks really good. I, I, I wouldn't mind, you know, having some of that, you know." Okay. Even, yeah, even some of the painters are like really like like looking at some of your stuff now, and they they are interested in doing it too. And that is Chattanooga, Tennessee. Um, right, you're in Chattanooga. Yeah. So we'll, we'll yeah. maybe we'll back up a little bit. It's interesting to me where people came from, how they got there. Uh, what you're saying about Fresco Harmony is absolutely true. So that's sort of what what attracted you to the product. When did you first find out about Fresco Harmony? Uh, a few years ago, I, I looked at it. You no, know, I saw it around here and there, and then um. Yeah, I sort of, yeah, just like looking up different, you know, ways of like, I think the first time I was, I was going to meet my brother-in-law, we was doing a project and I needed, they wanted, you know, so they wanted a, you know, uh, a nice finish on an accent wall behind in their bedroom. So there's another product out called, it's um, Clay something. I forgot the yep. name of it. It's American, like it's clay, American clay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, we we're going to use that, but they didn't. 
we couldn't find a um, supplier in that area. That's when I was in Canada. We couldn't find a supplier in that area. So then we yeah. looked up alternatives. You know, what else yeah. can we do? And, and Fresca, so we, all, we weren't we weren't selling in Canada either. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now you are. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I was waiting. We were getting a bunch of requests from Canada, and I had approached a couple different shops, and like just kind of you know, it's hard to get a new product out. Uh, these shops can be kind of you know, and nobody had heard of it, so uh, you know, the podcast is sort of what brought what brought. Uh, Fresco Harmony to CSR. So Brad, you know, was able to see the product. He liked it. And now we've got a really good uh, uh, ally with a CSR in Canada. We got a place where we can ship the product to, and then they can get it to anyone in Canada and globally, which, which is really good. I, I didn't exactly. want to, I didn't want to do all that work. You know, I mean, it's hard enough just to ship it to one shop, you know, let alone like be shipping all over the world. Uh, you know, I'd rather just let those guys take care of it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, that's now the big, that's the biggest store in Canada, actually North America too. Like I, I still order from CSR because um, the shops here don't, don't have what I want. So instead of me like, you no, know, going back and forth and like, Oh, well, we can order it for you. I, I can order myself. <laughs> Fuck it. Yeah, you know? yeah, so, yeah. So, but um, you'd rather CSR. go to you'd rather go there than Amazon because I know you can get some stuff through Amazon, but uh... yeah. But usually, when I put an order in, I order like everything I need. I don't want to order sometimes. Order one thing from here, order one thing from there. But if I'm going to order something, I'd rather just go that. They usually have everything. Any, Every now and then, they might, they might be on back order for certain things. But 90 percent of the time, they have everything you need. You know. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, not like now that you're in Tennessee and you're in, so you're in Tennessee, you still want a Columbia tool or something. You just go online and order from CSR. Yeah. I just go to CSR. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I haven't got, okay. yeah. I just ordered some more stuff from there. Yeah. I just want everything from CSR. Good to know. I mean, it was serendipitous. I would have probably jumped, you know, the first person that showed sort of interest, but I was, you know, just worried about, uh marketing and selling in the united states i was like i don't want to even want to mess with canada yet it's like just uh you know concentrate down here and something will happen which it did uh which is great but uh oh yeah shipping this eat shipping is fast and it's cheap too it's more good. expensive when you're in canada it's expensive to order stuff from the states to get to get to canada but for some reason it's actually cheaper it's pretty cheap to order stuff from canada to the states Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Vice um, versa. You, yeah, if you're in Canada, you don't really want to order stuff from the States as much. Usually, I just when I go back or I have uh, um, if someone goes, I have, hey, bring this back with you. Because yeah. it's expensive to get stuff from the States to Canada. Interesting. Probably because they want to keep it, uh, you know, in Canada. Um, you know. That, Taxes, taxes are crazy high in Canada. Yep, yep. It's a little bit challenging, but, you know, shipping the Fresco Harmony and the margins and stuff, they're really good. Uh, it really caters to that element of marketing and sales. So that part has been beneficial. You know, we I can ship a lot of product cheap. You know, it doesn't cut into the, mar the profit margins too much on the product. You guys are still getting it at a good price. Everybody wins, you know. Um, gotcha. and th all that's by design, man. People told me I should pre-package the colored mud, you know, this and that. I've heard that a ton and I'm like, nah, I like the bottles. The bottles are cool. 
Um, and now you have you have a bottle, so you requested a sample pack. You've got it. You're waiting to play around with it, uh, which is cool. You know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, should I just, honestly. Man, I, I want to. Um, I've been waiting for because my wife. I just got a new spot for her because she's a hairdresser, and so she's about to. Um, we're waiting for her place to get finished. So okay, at her place. So I just, I just been waiting. You know how it is building out a new place. It keeps getting yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would use a gallery pearl on that on a hairdresser. We've done a couple hairdresser studios and gallery pearl mm -hmm. is an it's a neutral tone. So in a salon, you don't want to go with any color. Like you no, want you, yeah, you want it natural. Changes, exactly. It changes the hair color yeah. and stuff like that. Yeah. So uh yeah. yeah, yeah, gallery pearl is a fantastic color for salon. You can pass that along or whatever, you know, when the time yeah. comes. Uh, in even the meantime, she, or even a, a darker color. I think she wants she wants a um a black tone now. Oh, okay. Like way, yeah, that way it doesn't mess. It, it's still neutral, also, but um, because the floor is gonna be bright and everything else is gonna be bright. Okay. So she has like accent wall, you know. So she wants that now. You know, yeah. Well, you know how white saw every ten seconds yeah. they change it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have one. <laughs> I happen to have one of those. How long have you been married? Uh, twelve years. Oh, okay. You got me by a little bit. Uh, we've been eight. Eight, eight. yeah, twelve, and we've been together. We've been together about three years before that, so about fifteen years we've been together. But I've known her for even longer. We were, we were friends for a long time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was friends with my wife for a little while. We both had other interests in mind which kind of it kind of helps that uh initial yeah, i think it, those initial stages yeah, it really does because they I, I think about it because they, they pretty much know all your floors they know everything you know so they know what they get yeah. into they yeah know they know what they... <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and no kids kids yeah I have kids, yeah how I many have, kids uh, i have two two of my own and i have a stepson also Okay, beautiful. And also, I have uh, my daughter's 10, my son is 8, my stepson is 23. Okay, so he's a little older. He's kind of out. You're yeah. dealing with the dealing with the younger ones right now. Mm -hmm. He's actually working with me now. Oh, cool. Cool. Yeah, so and yeah. is he how long has he been working with you? Uh, a few months now. Okay. How's he doing? He's doing pretty good. He's picking up pretty good. Yeah, is he like this sucks? Hey, this sucks, Jay. Can <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, man! When do I, when do I get to run the box, Jay? Yeah, he, yeah I don't, I'm not letting him run the boxes. I'm, I'm just make sure he. I want him to master everything by hand first, you know. Smart. And then um, I, I'll put him on tools later. I just, he just started. Um, he's rolling and flushing now, you know. So, great starting point. Yeah, great starting yeah, point. Or a uh, nail spotter. That's a good. No spot. nail spotter yet. He no, probably I think <laughs> maybe twice because I, I needed a job to be rushed. But um, for the most part, I just got them doing it by hand. Like I don't care. I like, do it by hand. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. do you do you use a nail spotter? Oh yeah, yeah. And do you to, use it? I, use on on. Uh, I was always like use nail spotter on second coat. I would never use it on the first coat because you got the clickers. Unless you I know? unless I hung it myself, or I know the hinges would go. Right, right. So you exactly. will use it. You'll use it on the on the base coat, uh, first coat, uh, nails and screws, screws. Yeah. If yeah. if you if it's a good hanger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, if I yeah. hung it myself, okay. or if I know the hangers personally, and they know, or if I something out to the hangers, they know. Hey, I need my screws in, or because 
I just back charge him the first time and, and oh really him. okay oh yeah all right then I, I way, like that then, oh, I like that yeah then they know better next five time. bucks five bucks a screw <laughs> yeah <laughs> five yeah, bucks a screw like go through go through yeah. and just cir- circle all the little black moons and like it's uh-huh. five bucks a piece man yeah I, I don't circle I don't have time to circle shit <laughs> I just I bet it's two fifty off it or three hundred bucks off. And I said, you know, like I'm not sitting there circling every fucking screw in the house. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just messing. Um, I know. So you'll do how? How do you do that? So you, you will give them if your screws look good enough to your satisfaction, you'll actually give them more money or take money off of the bill. How does that work? Yeah, I take off the bill. Like the first that I, you know, I charge for the for the house. This is what it's going to yeah. cost. Yeah. And then um, if it's really bad job, if they hung a bad job, and then I'm, hey, because I have to take time and then yeah. and fix shit. Or if I have someone else there, I got to pay someone else to fix it. You know, so. Yeah, whatever, okay. Do you whatever. do you communicate that to the hanger or the contractor up front? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. And, if, and I tell them, if I, and if, if it's just me, if I just subbed out just for the finishing, I'll let them know if the hanging is really bad, I'll, I have to charge extra for this because this, you know, I'm, I'm not going to spend half a day fixing someone else's work and, and not yeah. be compensated for it. Well, hey, man, a lot of a lot of drywall dudes will eat that shit, you know? Nah. They will. You Not not nah. you. Nah. When, they want, <laughs> when they want the best. To, yeah, in, in the beginning, <laughs> when I was looking for work and in the beginning – you don't complain about it too much because you you want to keep you know getting those contracts. Yeah. So wow, it's like nah, it has to stop. Yeah. Yeah. And then Good once for you. Work, once your work is up to par, you know you don't have to. They they want you, you know, so you don't got to worry about. Of it course. Much. Yeah. You sometimes you can't be scared to charge people. A lot of times people are scared to charge. They can, right. They're not gonna hire you again, you know. And no, if your work is good enough, and they're gonna hire you for you, you know. That's right. That's right. No, and you and the 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 better your work is, I call that leverage, man. The more leverage you have, when you can get things like, you know, hey, if I get to go back and fix this stuff, I'm charging you a hundred bucks an hour or whatever. You know, it's my time. Yeah, you or you come in, and they didn't clean the house for you or whatever. You know, it's it's a shit show when you when you show up. Sometimes I say, all right, I won't even now. I don't even unpack my tools first. I go in the house first. And, and oh around. yeah, you're a full <laughs> prima donna. You've graduated to full prima donna status. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it, man. I love it. Uh, yeah. And then sometimes cool. you, you show up and it's not ready. You leave and they call you. Hey, what? You haven't started hey. yet. I'm like, you're in the house. Yeah, what happened? It's not clean yet. You're like, shit, I ain't ready. Like, no, 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 no. Maybe, come back. It's maybe you crazy. haven't heard. Maybe you haven't heard. I'm ag drywall bitch, and you're lucky to have me. <laughs> <laughs> love it love it man you know but i joke but we need to you know that's what it's companies like y- yours and the way you do that raises the 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 overall bar for our trade you know yeah. we're not just a bunch of bitches coming in there and doing no, your exactly. bidding and it, it's a thing of respect like even me i respect every trade coming behind me like i don't yeah like the, absolutely you know, even for the sparkies, I don't throw mud inside, you know, for them. They have to clean it out. I no. go around or I go around and I make it clean for them. 
Yeah. You know, the four guys, I don't I don't want to try to sit there and make a lot of mud, mud for them or make a lot of mess for any any other trade. So I respect every trade that comes behind me. So That's I right. want you to respect me also, you know. Fair and enough. So I think it's universal. It goes around. So like, don't treat me like shit just because you think, oh, he's just a drywall, you know. He'd do whatever I say. No, no, it doesn't right. work. That's that right. And you have so who besides and who's your uh, is it stepson? Yeah, my stepson. He's working with me now. Yeah. What's his name? David. David. Cool. Shout out to David for uh, being being in the trenches there. Do you have anybody else working with you? Well, um, not anyone like per like sub guys sometimes, but um, for, he's like my only permanent guy. Okay. Yeah, so. I have, now I have a few other guys, especially I just got here also. Yeah, yeah. Back here, uh, yeah, a few months ago. So now I'm just like a few guys here. But and also I work with another company, so whenever I need help, he will hire a crew for me. So I don't have to I don't have to sit there and hire somebody. So he, yeah, he'll bring a crew for me. And then so I'm doing a lot of commercial work now, and I'm doing a lot of high end residentials, like like crazy, like really nice nice places. So yeah. my work has kind of shifted a little bit. Before in Canada, I was doing all new residentials, you know. So like I just houses back to back. That's so all I did was just all new houses. Yeah. Much. And then I did a little, little bit of commercial here and there. But for the most part, 90% of my work was just all houses up there. Now I'm doing a lot more commercial and high and high end. You know, um, Why is that? Why do you think that is? Because uh, here... Uh, the new homes here, they don't pay as much. And okay. then they try they try to stick you with the whole house for one price. Yeah, like, yeah. like all the turn windows, they don't want they don't want to pay extra for that, you know, all all the new so door returns, window returns, they don't want they, yeah, they, yeah. they just think uh and they also they just want to pay for the sheets here. So like Yeah. It's just one price, or even if it's like a two state, you know, 20 foot ceiling. Like, no, no, that's not an extra. It, yeah. yeah, it is. I got to build a scaffold. Yeah, I it's gotta... cheap down here. It's fucking <laughs> yeah. cheap. Like, New Mexico is the same. I know Texas is like cheap. Like, they're yeah. beating the shit out of those drywallers over there. And New mm -hmm. Mexico is yeah. the same. Yeah. They just beat them so, up. Like, yeah. and they'll do it. They'll take that shit, man. Yeah. You know, like, but you're I'm like, like you're like, no, I'm good. Like, fuck yeah. you. Like it's, yep. it's, you know, an extra 25 cents for the height. We got to do mm -hmm. X amount. Do you charge linear foot per like window return? Like that kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And then, yeah, they don't want to pay it. And I'm like, I'm not doing it then. Oh, fuck off. Good for you. Commercial, yeah, commercial work. They, they don't mind paying, you know? Hey, so, all, yeah. so to all my listeners out there listening, you're a drywaller. You got a You got a contractor who's beating you up. You can say no. You yep. heard it here first. Jay, Jay Hodges, AG Drywall, is giving you permission. Nick Harmon of the Drywall Podcast, we're giving you permission to say no. And you can charge whatever you feel is necessary yeah. to get compensated for your time and your energy and the amount of, you know, the amount of uh, knowledge that you've obtained and learned, yeah. you know. And, and um, they have prices here that they've been charging for I don't know how long. And yeah. I got, they're like, well... So that's that's what we, um, we pay here. Like, yeah. <laughs> like who's who came and said this is what you uh, all drywalls have to get paid? Like who the fuck said that? So they tried to they tried to come in and lowball you a little bit. Like hey Jay, maybe you're new to the game down here in Tennessee. This is the way we do it, and you're like yeah. that. That's fine. Hire okay. that guy. Hire that guy over there. Yeah. You want to shoot jobs? 
Yeah, yeah I look at what my bills are. I look at what my kids need, what I need for the, you know, and, and that's how I that's set right. prices. And, and also, you know, what I do, what I bring to the table. And I'm, I'm not going to let someone else dictate how much money I'm going to make. Okay, so though this is a good conversation, and like, how do you, how do you, you know, they'll come around, but like these guys, I mean, you don't, you've been down there for a short period of time. How do you have the reputation? I mean, how do these guys know that you're good? I mean, you got, there's got to be some sales in there where you're telling them, hey, yeah. man, you know what? This is what I charge, and I'll tell you why. It's because mm -hmm. I show up, I get the shit done, it looks good. Uh, here's a portfolio of my work. How do you do that? When I first got here, I was calling like different drywall companies and then none of them like really had work. Then I would tell them, Hey, well, we can pay you hourly. I'm like, I'm not working hourly. Yeah. Um, like how about how, just give me a house. And if you like, if you like it and, um, we, we figure out price and a lot of them were like, Oh, well, I can pay you this. I can pay you that for a sheet. I'm like, well, and then. I kept going back and forth with them and I'm like, ah, whatever. So then I got with an, another contract. I did a job for him. So you ate it I, a little bit. You ate it a little bit. I ate it a little bit for that first, yeah, for that first okay. two houses I did for him. I ate it a little bit. And then I, I saw that he kept, you know, first I said, I'll eat this and I'll show you what I can do. Then we go from there. Yeah. He kept, he, next time he gave me he the same thing. He goes, well, I'm like, nope, that's it. So I left. I I, I, leave, I showed up to a job. Okay. And then he, he he haggled with me. I just packed up my tools and left. <laughs> yeah. And, he, and did he, he try? Me. Did he try to chase you? Call you yeah, back? Yeah. He called me back, and then he gave me. Okay. Account. All right. Yeah. So he then, yeah, because um, he was like the guy fucking finishes house is good. Yeah. I want him. I'll pay yeah. him extra. Um, back and then he still didn't want to pay me without. What what he still haggled. So then I got with another dicks. contractor. Yeah, I got with a, with another contractor and. I gave him a, a bill. He said, "Okay, I went to work. I finished it. He was happy. He gave me up. He, he just kept giving me work. He's never once like haggled with me. Beautiful. And he and he is busy, and he's keeping me busy. He goes, oh, he goes, don't go anywhere. He goes, I will keep you busy. So this is a this is a drywall contractor. Yeah, he, and, he's a drywall contractor. And you sub, you sub for him." But he's a, but he's also he, he does both. He's not he used to be just a drywall contractor, but he's a um he's a builder also. Okay. So he started off as a drywall contractor. They've been in business for like 30 years. His dad owned the company and he took it over. Okay. So he does everything now from framing to new construction, like new, yeah, new and residential commercial yeah. buildings. So he doesn't just—he's not just a drywall contractor. He's a—he's a builder also and, and a, a contractor too. So okay, so you're like, screw it, I'll just work for this guy. I don't have to deal with the haggle master. Yeah, he's yeah. been literally he's been keeping me busy like crazy. Yeah, I—I yeah. I, I have like I have three projects going on right now with him. Okay, and you give him a price, and he's just like, great, man. When can you start? Yep. Beautiful. And now, and now is that—is that a point now when? I don't even have to give him a price up front. He just, hey, I have this, go do it, and then bill me. And yeah. I'm not gonna yeah. try, I'm not gonna try to screw him over and try to like get of course not. No, no, I'm gonna give him a fair price and yeah. that would be that relationship going. That yeah, you're an on, you're an yeah. honest guy. You you mark, you know, if if there's add-ons or yeah. changes, you mark all that shit in your contract to make sure he's aware of what you're charging. Yep. Very cool. That's cool. Yeah. That's good. That's good intel for the drywallers out there. A lot of times too, it's like you don't want to upset somebody. 
you know, and this I'm speaking from personal experience. Like I've, oh, exactly, you know, yeah. I've been beaten up. I've been beaten up plenty. Uh, you know, you don't want to upset someone, you know, like, it is, so it's like yesterday I had to go to three different places, you know? And then, so it's like, okay, how do I charge for that? Cause I got to go here. I have to go. No, I went to literally three different houses yesterday. Well, two commercial places and one okay. house. For the, what, so, for the same builder or? Yeah, that's how, yeah, that's how busy it okay, is. Okay, okay, like, all right, all right. Yeah. And then, um, so it's so going from place to place. So I, then you got to break it down, okay, how much work did I do there? How much work did I do here? How much work did I do there? So I got to break it down, you know? And yeah. yeah, then whenever I do it, I submit it to him, and then he, you know, he has no issues, man. But, I would I, just, I, I, do you just charge hourly for that? I call it windshield time. No, I, I charge like I figure out what how much I should make for that day, and then I, and then that's what I, how I, I would charge it. You know, okay. like yeah, I figure like okay, I, I pretty much broke down like how much uh house uh, if I do a house, how much that would how much that would be, and then you know you break it down between you know days you know like or if you ever did property if you if you ever did uh, rent. When a house is someone, you know, you, you pretty much, you can break down, if they leave early, you pretty much break down how much they were there for that week, you know? Okay. Well, yep. So that's pro, how I broke Pro rate. Pro rate, yes. Like, I don't know why I couldn't think of it. <laughs> so okay. That's okay. That's how, yeah. <laughs> so I just pro rate how much I should make for a day. Okay. You know? so, All if right. two, so if I'm at two places for that day, I just break it down. I, I just charge, you know, half at this property or half at that property. So okay. if I'm at three properties for that day, I just break it down to three shifts, you know. Okay. All right. And I kind of go that way. All so right. Like, yeah. So you gotta yeah, if you do an hourly, like there's no you won't make any money like you know, build build an hourly. So Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh let's shift a little bit. Um you are you where are you from originally? Uh New York City. New York City. Like yeah, Manhattan Brooklyn. Manhattan? Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Okay. Yeah. And uh, and then, um, did, you, yeah, Brooklyn, did you start drywall? You start drywall in Brooklyn? Well, I used to work. My grandfather was a contractor, so I grew up in the trades. Okay. And then, um, then I left because I hated it. <laughs> you hated hated the trades or hated Brooklyn? I hated the trades. <laughs> All right. You know, you know, you grow up. You know, when you have to do it, you're forced to do it. You don't. You know, you don't want to do it. Really, you know. Right. And I wanted to you know, run around and I want to do everything else but, you know, the trades. So I grew up doing everything from pouring cement to, you know, framing Good. to like, you know. Great. That's great back. though because you, you yeah. get a little background knowledge doing this. Doing plaster, flooring. I, yeah. I did everything, literally. Um, but um, yeah, so I just didn't want to do it. So I went to college. I went to school in Wilmington, in Wilmington North Carolina. Like I left okay. New York, went there, stayed there for a while. What'd you study in college? Communications. Okay. Yeah. That's why you're so good. That's why you're so good at negotiating. Oh, probably. <laughs> no. no, you yeah. learn that shit. You learn that shit out in the field, man. You don't. Oh, you yeah. don't. You don't learn that stuff in a classroom. <laughs> no, nah, I don't teach you that shit. <laughs> I learned that watching my grandfather. No. <laughs> yeah. Watching watching granddad not take shit from fucking contractors. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, cool. Uh, so you ended up, uh, and for our listening audience, uh, Jay worked for Brian with Drywall Nation a little bit. How did you yeah. end up in Canada? What the hell, dude? You're like, well, screw, screw the United States. I'm going to Canada. I'm yeah, tired of this. I'm tired of this there. country. Yeah. So she grew up there for a little, she grew up there. Okay. And then, so when her mom passed away, mother passed away, then her dad was sick. And then whenever we go to visit she has a huge family. So okay. when, whenever we go visit my kids, just, they never want to come back home to the States. They say, we always want to stay in Canada. So we're like, you know what? Your dad's sick. Let's go. No, she wanted to spend some time with him before he, um, and miss the opportunity of spending time with him before he passed away. Okay. So we just, you know, sold everything here, sold the business, sold the house, everything. Just, we moved up there. It's okay. for family reasons. Yeah. Was that challenging to no? Because Canada, they want people, so you could become a, a citizen pretty easily, correct? Kind of. Kind of. <laughs> it was still kind the of. <laughs> they're like, we want anybody except for fucking uh, Americans. Yeah, you guys, you guys yeah. can stay down. You guys can stay you down there. They, they give you papers pretty quick. If you're from the fucking States, America. no pay. Americans, no Americans. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> oh boy, F- like, figures. Man, figures. It doesn't matter. Here. The Americans are all like, I don't want to go up there anyway. Americans can't bother themselves to learn like the geography of Canada, anyways. You know, it's like yeah. a lot of Americans uh, still think can all Canadians live in um igloos. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. you know, and I've been learning about Canada too. It's very cool. And, uh, you know, uh, the more I think you just explore, uh, different countries, different people, uh, you, you, the smaller your world gets really, you know, yeah. and like how much you realize how much you don't know. Um, that, so it's a good place though. Like, especially down, um, not to cut you off, but that's I, all right. I noticed, um, in Canada, like the work, it's a lot of work up there right now. It's a lot of work. Yeah. And finishing and drywall is more elevated up there, I think. Yeah. You know, like people, yeah. people care more. And, just, and people, they are more. Well, I, I think they get paid a little more too. Let's be fair. Oh, yeah. You know, they get paid more. When you're running, yeah. when you're running down here in fucking Tennessee, you got jackass running you and not paying. Your work's mm-hmm. going to be shittier, you know, yeah. than when you get paid take your time, do a good job. And you're, you know, it's different. And also that they have a decent union up there. You can retire in the union. Okay. In Canada. There's no union in, in Tennessee. For drivers. Yeah. In certain areas. Yeah. Did you do any union work while you were up in Canada? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You know, the unit is, is good. Um, this, they don't have a, they don't really have like an education part of the union. But, okay. So you pretty, you pretty much have to train your, your workers yourself. They might they might have a little bit up there, like it's but it's not big, you know. Okay. So in the commercial part, they have they have a uh, it's a little bit better, but for residentials, there's really no you, there's no help for residentials. Yeah. What's the advantage of uh would you in your opinion of going union versus non-union in Canada? If you don't know anything. And you want help, and you want to be around and get some education, and um, just have a check. And you know you're gonna have a check. Yeah, it's good for, it's good for commercial to be in the union. Okay, uh, residential, not so much because you're relying on a person who hired you, so he's pretty much paying you out of his pocket. You know. Yeah, yeah. And you gotta worry about what he trains you if he trains you right. 
because some people will try to um, handicap you also, you know, you know how it is. They just teach you a little bit so you can stay with them and not go anywhere. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, ta- I, I talk with Meg a little bit about that. Do you know Megan uh, Robertson, Meg's drywall? Yeah. Yeah. I saw the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. She, yeah. Her? Yeah. I mean, you know what women have to deal with and all that shit. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. when I was an apprentice, I always wanted, I was like, give me that fucking box, man. You know, I was always, I was always anxious to learn it all, you know, oh, and yeah. they keep you to keep you down here. It's like, no, no, no. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah. you know? And so that's the only thing. And then you can also, if you, you know, if you just want to work, if you don't want to have your own business, you can actually work for, you know, however long it is, 20, 25 years, whatever, and retire and have a, you know, retirement fund in Canada. And then, okay. you know, so that's pretty much the only good thing about it. If you don't yeah. really want to, if you don't want really to have your own business, if you just want to you know, go to work every day, go home. Yeah. And then, then if that's what you want, then that's good. Which is know? as a, as a uh, self-employed person, you know, like myself, it's a bitch, you know, there's, yeah. there's no easy route. Uh, you know, it is that, that security and career orientation of a, of a union job is nice, you know? Yeah. There's nice there. aspects. Medical is free up there, pretty much. You right. Know? right. You don't have to worry about it. Like us, we got to pay for our health insurance. You know? Yep. Um, so, uh, so your wife was up there. How did you meet? How did you meet this Canadian? What the hell, dude? You're in Brooklyn. I was living, I was living in LA at the time. Oh, okay. You've jumped around a yeah. bit. I, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I jumped around quite a bit. I was working for, well, before I did, um, I used to cut hair. I used to have like hair salons and stuff. Nice. You're a barber? Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Barber. I used to cut females hair too. And okay. Everything. And then um and I did photography also. Okay. So that's why I, I dated a I, I dated a hairstylist a uh, long time ago, but yeah, I got familiar with like the the world of hair. It's kind of fascinating to me. Yeah. She was always yeah. my go-to because she did color. Okay, you know, yeah. for my early for matching colors and stuff, I would go to her, mm-hmm. and she would. T- oh, you know, okay. Like, what color? I was like, you know, because when when I first started, there wasn't a color line, so I had to make mm-hmm. the colors. And I and you know, somebody would hand me a swatch and be like, "Hey, can you make this color?" And be like, "Oh yeah, I can make that color." <laughs> hey, babe. <laughs> you know? well, I make this color. <laughs> <laughs> and it's different than hair, but it's a similar concept oh, yeah. in that when you're when you're same blending the pigments, you know, same, you know, the same hair is really particular. You have your color wheel, so you got to match up the color. Yeah, wheel yeah. I oh, had yeah. a I had a color wheel early on that I would use, and I, you know, just remedial stuff. But mm-hmm. that's that was the start of uh, my color journey. Was uh, dating a salon, dating a hairstylist that could do color. Okay. Yeah, and so. That's so Cool. You know, so you was, you you were doing uh you were doing hairstyling. That's how you guys met in L.A. Yeah, I was working for a big company out in L.A. called uh, G Beverly Hills. Okay. And it's right there in Beverly Hills is on Wilshire and Bedford, and um they have yep. an academy out there. So I was one of the educators for the academy. Oh wow, you're way into to it. Yeah, so I used to travel the world like doing educational seminars. Like like when you go to like IBS show, you have all those booths and stuff. Yeah, why the hell? Why are you doing drywall now, dude? How come we didn't start here with the hair stuff? Oh, I just I got I used to travel so much with it, and once I had once I had the kids, I just wanted to be stable. 
Okay. And plus, I wanted to be away from like all like the models and the drugs and shit. And oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Yeah, and then um, cause after that, I worked for that company for a long time, and then I moved back to New York, and then I would work with like um magazines and you know, I did like a handful of commercials and magazines okay. and models okay and celebrities, and. I just didn't want to be around that anymore because you constantly working, constantly traveling. And I didn't want to have any, you know, temptations or whatever, you know. Yeah. So I just wanna, yeah. Are you, you know, but, uh, are you clean? If you don't mind my asking, are you sober, clean and sober? Well, I, I drink. I don't, I don't do any drugs. You drink. Still, but that, but yeah. that was maybe the, maybe that whole scene was just becoming an issue. Yeah, just a scene. I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be in that scene. And I wanted It's to in look- film too. My wife, like, my wife's from film oh, yeah. it's there's a lot of that shit a lot of work a lot of yeah you know but you know and i was never home no i'm yeah 90 percent time i'm on the road you know i might okay. be in la one day i might be in you know london one day i might be in paris and but i just wanted to be with my kids i grew up without a dad and i didn't know i didn't know okay. my dad. I, didn't until I was like 17 okay you know, so I, I didn't want to have that you know kind of lifestyle yeah yeah so, that's um, so, so how'd you meet her? I was teaching a class in LA. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So she, right. um, she had a hair salon here in Chattanooga, Tennessee. So she brought her staff out there to take an advanced academy. That, that's what we we did. Like for hairdressers that would come and learn all the new techniques and new styles and stuff like that. And okay. We would teach it to them. And then we had a they had a product line also. So we would um train sure. how to use the products and stuff like that. So it was. No, it's pretty much based on selling the products, but we teach yeah. all advanced courses and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's about you know selling the products, teach them how to yeah. use it. And then yeah, I mean that's them. that's the same thing I'm doing in uh, up at CSR. Yeah. You know, we, I mean it's rare in this industry to be a product developer. You know, but in the salon industry, products are very big deal. Yeah, exactly, and there's a lot of money in it. You know. Yeah. 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 I just brought some hair cream, like from my salon person. Uh, it was like 30 bucks, a little fucking tin. I was like, I want it to be a little bit shiny. I want to be able to style it. You know, it's thinning. It's getting gray. I went blonde for a little while, like a year. I liked it. It was cool, but kind of a pain in the ass to color all the time. But then, uh, you know, like just this little tin, you know, she sold yeah. me on it. I was like, whatever, dude. Oh, this sh- is there gold flakes in here? <laughs> they actually have a product um that actually have gold flakes in it. It's I'm sure. Area. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they have plasters. It, it reminds me of plaster too. Like the you know, the plasters have gold flakes in it. Like uh yeah, yeah. some of that plaster gets pretty insane. Oh, so yeah. what you said, you did something else too, besides uh salon photography. Yeah. Photography. Cool. So that's yeah. man, you were dialed in for fresco, man. You got the photography chops. You got uh, the plastering skills. What are you waiting on? Oh yeah. You uh, like, you gonna... like money. You like making money. Yep. Yeah. I come out there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just got to start doing it more. Um, yeah. I just got to start doing it more now. Yeah. Now yeah. That I'm here. I'm getting my foot in the door here, getting yeah. And you're good at sales too. That's the other component, sales, because you have to be able to be like, "Hey, check this out. I can do this." You know, have you seen this stuff? Like that sort of thing. You have to be able to sell it. Yeah, and I'm going to use my wife's 
place as a showroom also. So I'm going to start doing beautiful. Some, some Perfect. Yeah. Put like oh, AG yeah. drywall. And uh, I tell everybody you can use the Fresco Harmony logo, you know, say that you're, you know, I don't really, I won't vouch for somebody unless they've done a few jobs, but there's no like technical, you know, class that you have to go through to get certified if i look at your work and you can put that stuff on the wall and it looks good and you're a professional drywaller i'll give you the nod you know uh and you can say that you're certified or whatever but i think all that stuff is smoke and mirrors anyways in this industry it's like if you're good you're good no that's that's all that matters you know like i've known i've known people like no they say oh to be a good drywaller or finisher you have to at least been doing it for five years i'm not as fucking bullshit you know I, I know some people that I know some people that have taken a, a year to be really, really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know some I know some people who's been doing it for twenty five years. Just because you've been doing it for twenty five years yeah. doesn't mean you've been doing it right for twenty five years, you know. Yeah. And I it's know okay. People, hey Jay, you can say you can say Brian Kitchen sucks after twenty five years. It's okay, man. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to cut that out. Yeah, um, he's actually, actually pretty good. He's, he's really I bet he is. Yeah, he's really, yeah. He's out of all the people I've met, him. He's the guy can frame. He can throw up drywall. Okay. He now he's not just a finisher. Like he does literally everything. You know. Okay. All right. Yeah. He's actually he's actually really good, man. He's yeah, really yeah. Good. Oh yeah. I give it to him, and he will actually give you a shirt off his back too. Yep. Okay. Yeah, he, he literally would. He would have been over backwards to help you out. Yeah, yeah he so. seems like uh. Well, and you can kind of just tell, man. Those guys up there, some of their work is just extraordinary. You know. So yeah, there's a lot of guys. Cool. before I moved to Canada. I was a hand finisher. I, I never used only two. Only tools I used was a a, a roller and a flusher. And a okay. Tool. All right. Before I moved to Canada, I learned how to use the boxes, the bazookas, everything in Canada. And how'd you get hooked up with? How'd you find Brian? Um, just uh, um, it's, um, on the internet, but also my buddy okay. Ben was working with um Brian, and they needed some help up in Sudbury, and then so Ben told Brian, "I know a good finisher," and then so they asked me to come up there. Okay. And was he, how long ago was that? Was he like all starting the Drywall Nation and getting real popular and stuff during the time that you worked with him? No, it, it was already a little popular, I think. Yeah, it was already pretty popular. Yeah, um, I went up there about oh, it was it was recent, like um, maybe was it what a year and a half ago last year, something like that. Okay, I went, I went up there, and I was up there for about four months. I was okay. in summer for like four months. Like yeah, okay, I stopped. Small period of time. Yeah, yeah, I cool. worked there for like yeah, it was four. Yeah, I worked there for like about four months. Yeah, 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 and you enjoyed working with him. You learned some stuff. Yeah, yeah. Well, I pretty much not not so much. I learned a little bit, but it wasn't. It was just. It was more of like a bunch of guys who knew they shit working together. You know, you learn right. Yeah, so like it was me, and I was doing my my work because it was it was a it was a um, big um, retirement home, huge. So we all okay. had you no know, our units to do. You no, know, so I would do like, and we would me and my buddy Ben. We would take three units at a time. Okay. Yeah. So literally, I would take three units. So I would do like, and a, like you could tape them all out in a day, and the next day, yeah. box them. Mm-hmm. So I would do like a two bedroom, and then two one bedrooms. Yeah. So okay. and then you do the same thing. So 
you know, tape everything, you no, know, do everything I talk, tape, box, screws. You yeah. Know, you know, and, and everything was all um, bull nose there too. Ah. And, and everything was 10 feet. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a lot of work. And, um, do you right run the, ba- you, do you run, you run the bazooka, right? Yeah, I run all, everything. I have pretty much and, But tool. you said you didn't run any of the tools before working with Brian? No, before I moved to Canada. Before you moved to Canada. Okay. I was running all the tools before I went, I went, uh, I worked with Brian. I was, do- yeah, I was doing it for a while. Before and I- Brad Hannum was working there too? Yeah. He, um, he left right before I got there. Okay. Yeah. So he was, he did quite a few units up there, but he like literally, he left right before I got there. All right. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's I mean, I he's a pretty cool dude. I missed him by like a week, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I never. Yeah, I talked to him on Instagram a few times, uh, oh, quite a few times, and but we actually we never met personally. Yeah, he's a character. Um, yeah. that he's gonna do. We're gonna do a live uh podcast from CSR when I go up there in a couple okay. weeks. Yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. Just talk like this. To, you know, it might be a little different because it's live. <laughs> you know, this I can edit. I can edit this. Uh, you know, but, you know, I'll probably be a little more careful, maybe, like what I say. Yeah, especially in that crowd. Like, you don't know who goes back and say shit to whoever, you know, so you want to, you know. Any crowd, you know, dude. Any crowd. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's life in general. <laughs> that's life, man. You got to be careful. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, we have uh, we have Kayla on th- this Thursday, and so yeah, there's a bunch of great, you know. Uh, it's so cool and interesting to learn, you know, some of the routes that the drywallers have taken. You know, these paths are are interesting. I mean, hairstyle a hair person, you know, that's like, uh, you know, you you're the first hair person that we've had on the show. That's like, you know. Yeah also does drywall that's pretty rare you know exactly yeah, yeah. then um yeah, between that and i did yeah that and photography i did, did photography for a bit too so that's actually i need to get back into it uh, i haven't done it in a while like i kind of yes i'll tell you where that photography is going to come in handy is when you start doing the fresco dude because this stuff is hard to photograph you know and mm-hmm. When you can start taking photographs, putting them on your Instagram, and then you know put together a little portfolio, it's yeah. that's kind of how you sell it. You know, it's hard. Um, you did a little bit of plaster. Did you do the plaster when you were with Brian up in Canada, or did you do it on your own? I did it on my own. I grew up doing plaster. My grandfather he did plaster. You know, like what know. kind of plaster? What were you guys doing? Bath and plaster. That's what, yeah, old school. Okay, old school. Or, or you put it behind that nose. Or you put it behind like a um no um like a gauge metal gauge and then you put yeah. something on top of that and then you put the plaster on top of that or you do the lath and plaster you know you build it with wood yeah and then you put it on top of that then you put the plaster yeah they do that they do that in Santa Fe here nightmare okay. looks like yeah. a nightmare yeah. <laughs> yeah like like if you have oh, a really yeah. bad like the worst dream of your entire life like that's uh-huh. plaster like. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And then um so I always um I've been wanting I've done like a you know a few jobs here and there with the um Venetian plaster. Okay. With my brother in law. He but um then um Brian he does Venetian plaster also. Yeah. So he did a job he did a job up there and then um I was around that then I'm like, all right, I'll probably actually I I I love it. I just yeah it's like pitting marble on the wall. It's it's really nice, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's really, really yeah. nice. So then yeah, I'm like, you- oh, I gotta get back into this and then you could talk, I mean 
You can literally do a quarter of the work that we do for a whole house and get paid right. just as much, or a little bit more. That's right. You know? A quarter yep. of the work, you know. So that's right. And then you don't have to worry about relying on contractors. You can go straight to the homeowners, go straight to the um designers. You know, yep. so you cut that middleman out. Yep. You know? Yeah. And a lot of times I'll, I'll bid a job or I'll, I'll, you know, a builder will just like, be like, you know, I'll be like, am I going through you or am I going through the home? And he'll like, uh, just go through the homeowner. You know, I don't want, I don't want to mess with you. You know, you're, you're out, you're outside of the like confines of the normal construction, uh, you know, conversation. So they're like, you know, just go deal with the homeowner. If it's an accent wall, I, I mean, a lot of what we do, it's like, you go to the house, couple thousand bucks take 10 hours you know whatever we ain't doing no drywall we ain't doing no drywall i'll tell you that right now it's like those guys you guys can fight over the go fight over the drywall and then i'll come in and like make it pretty talk to the designer get lots of respect everybody respects you you know talking about color Mm -hmm. exactly different world and i'm still using joint compound you know so essentially that's a nice thing about it. so like um question for the uh the sample how much uh, if, if i just want to do a sample like a sample board yeah i don't know if you ever thought about doing it like um instead of sending out like a whole a whole um thing of it yeah you ever, you ever thought about doing like little samples like for people to do sample boards like little, yeah, little ones. Yeah, I've thought about it. Um, Is I, that too much work? No, no, you, no. There's a lot of ways to market. Essentially, what you're talking about is marketing. You know, so mm -hmm. if I send you, and and with a sealer, you can only do 50 square feet, anyways. If you want to do a wall with that little sealer sampler, I uh, sent you. You can. You can you can do fifty square feet. You could do about side, you know a half a sheet of sheetrock, maybe maybe a whole sheet, okay. you know. But you can't do that much. So when somebody comes back, they're like, "Oh, I want to do a whole wall." It's like, well, you got to order a quart. But what I'll it does, sure. what it does for, in my opinion, is vets out the looky lose. You know, everybody mm -hmm. wants to do Venetian plaster. It's like, but not everybody can do Venetian plaster or. You don't want to do Venetian plaster. Like it's a pain in the ass. Fresco Harmony is a pain in the ass. It just happens to be easier than plaster. Like, you know, yeah. but you still got to have the tools. You got to mix up that color. You got to know what you're doing. So I would prefer to send that color pack and let somebody, you know, try it out. If you can't mix up a batch and make a sample, you have no business ordering product. <laughs> that's my yeah. vet that you know instead of taking a class like mm -hmm. you know and we have plenty of diyers that are they they just get it they're like oh yeah i played around with mud i see what he's doing he's mixing it up in a in a and going and doing it and like then you put on the sealer likewise i've had professional plaster guys you know tell me it doesn't work you know, and then they go and try and do it and they fuck up a wall. And it's like, how are you even fucking this up, dude? This is just joint. <laughs> you know. And I'll go in and try and tell them what to do. And they're like, oh, I'm a professional plaster. Get out of here. And it's like, well, this ain't plaster. It's joint compound. It's, yeah. 
you know, it's not, it doesn't even look like plaster and I'm not trying to make it look like plaster. I don't give a shit. No. You know, people can be like, Oh, you're just coloring joint compound. And I'm like, yep, that's exactly what I'm doing. Like, and I'm not trying to pull the wool over anybody's eyes. Mm -hmm. the, what I did was I created a way that you can color joint compound consistently. And then I created a system that works mm -hmm. so that you can do walls. It's his own category. It's not that. And yes. It's not it's not, it is. Faux, have, it's not I'm faux finishing. Category. That's it. You know. I'm not yeah, it's not. It's not American clay. That's mud from the ground. It's super expensive. It's shitty. They don't seal it. Yeah. Uh, you know, Venetian plaster is great, but it's really expensive. Mm -hmm. You can shine it and burnish it up. It looks fabulous, but not everybody wants to pay twenty five dollars a square foot. Fresco Harmony is that sweet spot right in between ugly ass paint and texture or paint level five and Venetian plaster. You can come in with Fresco Harmony at a reasonable price point and blow out the whole house or room. You know, you mm -hmm. it's, you can do more than just an accent wall, but we do plenty of accent walls where I get paid, you know, yeah. well, you know, we was a thousand about, bucks for six hours, you know, yeah. what's great about, I saw you, you actually even um, sprayed the, um, the covers also, don't you? You call the covers. Yeah, that's unique. So early on, we were doing, uh, I, I, I didn't like the way the covers of the vent covers looked. Uh -huh. And so I went down the rabbit hole of like trying to like, you, they have those little twist on spray cans. Yeah, that, like, that's what I, yeah. You, know, you can dump the paint in and then you mm -hmm. like sh shake it up. Those never worked. Uh, and I'll show you, I'll show you what I got, what I ended up with. You could use a... Like a Graco too. Those Graco airless, those would work uh, really good. Cause people are like, well, can you get like a match color, you know, for the, in the paint, which we use. So I have a shop here that has all my match colors for the Fresco Harmony. Okay. So we, I have match latex and oil paint for each color. Like, let's say I do a house. We're doing a house right now. They'll get five gallons of match paint for the garage or like the closets. You know, uh, it comes in handy for all kinds of different stuff. But the outlet covers, you can't really paint with a brush because uh, it looks like shit. You want to, like, spray them out. So you could do that. If I was doing a whole house, you could do that with a Graco. Um, you want to prime them with a metal and plastic primer and then go through and hit them with a Graco sprayer. But for all of the various colors, what I did early on was they have a can. They have there's this cool machine that'll put oil base. You could pump oil base paint right into the right into the tip of this. Oh, yeah. So like yeah, it's like 18 pumps, and you uh you know you can pump. And so this is uh mixes up an oil base match paint. And that's what I use for my outlet and vent covers. And then I just, I don't, I don't worry about the airless or the Graco. I just take this to the job. I'll mix up three cans at a time. The machine that makes these are really specialized. Um, the, the paint company that we get these from was g selling me these and they were like 14 bucks a piece. And I was like, how, wow. wh where'd you get <laughs> I was like, where do you get that little machine? And yeah. the machine was not cheap. It was like 300 bucks for the machine, but I make a shitload of these. And these are also how we do, uh, I match paint the labels that go on to the color packs. And this is how we do it. Oh, it's fucking genius. Legend. <laughs> That's nice, man.
Yeah. I had to figure, I, I mean, this took a long yeah. time, like years to figure out. Cause I was like, you know, we tried a bunch of different methods and I hated that, you know, I hated, yeah, you can see it like down there. You see that outlet cover? Yep, exactly, yeah. So that's J.J. Ash onto the J.J. Ash wall. It just makes it go away, you know, and now, and especially vent covers, you know, people don't, like houses nowadays are littered with outlet covers and vent covers. So if I, you know, in your case, you would have to, because we don't, you know, I considered selling the match paint, but then it's like, I don't want to be a paint. I don't want to sell paint, you know, uh, you can, you can take that sample board that you made that Merriman beige, go down to your paint shop and they'll make you up a match paint. You can go to home Depot, you know, they'll throw it on the computer and make you, it doesn't have to be perfect, but it's nice if it's close. Like you have a nice wall and you have a bright white, you know, (laughs) cover it. If we're doing whiter colors like Gallery Pearl or Patterson Snow, it's no big deal, you know. Yeah. They they look yeah. fine, but if you're doing a rich wall mm-hmm. and you have these white covers all over, they look like crap. The, Shit, the one yeah. homeowner that we just came from really appreciated that we did that and really loved it. Like he he that was like the icing on the cake. We're going back over to their house to do more fresco. This stuff just begets itself. So once you do a little bit, you do the salon who you really want to target is not your wife's salon. You're going to have to do that regardless. But like that, that builder that you work with, you, you go and show him that color chart and show him a sample and tell him you'll do a free wall on the next house, like a a feature wall. That's how you sell it. That and also designers too, because right now designers have a lot of say these days. They have have more say than pretty, pretty much anybody else. Right, right now. Absolutely. Yeah, the so job that the job that Jackson were doing a whole house and the designers sold it. Uh he, they didn't know what they were gonna do. We did a bid against level five over orange peel texture and paint. And I and our bid was two thousand dollars under the, the level five and paint bid. And that was a designer. Now she wants me to do her studio in like her actual studio like she wants and i you know i don't even have time like i'll have to charge her you know i might give her like a little discount but i brought her a bouquet of flowers i was like hey man thanks for thanks for the 37k or whatever that's what jack needs help on like you we got got lots of training come here you can train for a week (laughs) anytime Anytime. <laughs> bring a stepson. Come on. <laughs> bring us. Bring uh, David. Yeah, yeah. You guys can just. We'll turn you loose. <laughs> uh, no, we're doing the sand on that house too, and that's a really cool finish. It's a little different. Looks kind of like American clay. Uh, mm. It's a. It's a little different than the regular method, but uh, it's very satisfying. Jack likes doing that finish. He, you know, it's a neat finish. Now, yeah. Is he just doing um Venetian? I mean, um, Fresco Harmony, or is he finishing mm-hmm. also? Is he, is, he, is he doing both? Just Fresco so Harmony this now? this job is a remodel. So there's a little bit of drywall. So Jack's a drywall finisher. You know, he comes from that. But we just do Fresco. But on okay. on this job, 
there's enough that I told the I told the owner I was like, well, we'll I'll just charge you hourly. Like I don't make money on drywall. I make money on Fresco Harmony. I was like, well, I'll charge you I'll charge you time and materials for the drywall that Jack takes. I pay Jack a little more to do drywall. He actually makes more doing drywall. <laughs> He's like, fuck you, dude. Like I can go I can go sell drywall on my own, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so I pay him like a premium for drywall. You know, I don't care. Uh, and so he'll prep the house, but we just tape it and two coat it, no sanding, and we go right into the fresco harmony. Yeah, that's and nothing. You don't have to prime either. You don't have to prime it either. Nothing. Even yeah. when you're going like from a flat wall to orange peel texture, uh-huh. just yeah. blow it out. Just blow the whole thing out. Yeah, it's in this scenario, it's just the cat's meow. It's a really good system. Yeah. Now, um, have you ever? Have you done um used like the boxes and stuff? I think mm-hmm. I, I heard you talk about it. Yeah. So you use the bazooka boxes and well, Yeah, well, a long time ago. I got scared. I was union. I started in the union and uh you know, I've got a, a small story about that. I was in the union for about a year and a half, but when I moved down to uh Arizona, it was piece rate and I didn't know anything about piece rate and uh I I had run the boxes enough that I could wrangle through figuring it out. And I worked mm-hmm. with a guy that knew how to run the bazooka. He was from Florida, Okeechobee. This crazy hillbilly. And uh he he and it didn't work out working with him. Uh and so he left one day or I told the company, I was like, I can't work with that guy. I'm just gonna do it myself. And uh I had worked with the bazooka just enough, just enough to 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 be like, mm-hmm. I can figure it out. I can take it the rest yeah. of the way. And so <laughs> I did, uh, you know, a couple of houses and I got, you know, you, f- when you're working piece rate, you figure it out real quick. Oh, yeah, you figure it out. I <laughs> knew though, I knew it was yeah. faster. I knew it was faster than a banjo. And I knew I had, if I was finishing houses at eight cents a square foot, like I better eight figure cents. it out. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I was 23, yeah, we'll, 22, we'll, we'll 23. <laughs> Yeah, um, that was a while ago. But then uh, when I moved to Colorado, we got hourly. And that's when I started doing the hand textures. And that sort of rounded out my training. So uh, it moving around, much like yourself, moving around gives you uh, like a broad uh, learning potential. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. It's cool. It's cool. You know, and so I, you learn how different people, because then I went up to Colorado and they were using a banjo, like the hangers were finishing the house. They were all using a banjo. And I was like, why are you guys using a banjo? And, you know, yeah. they Even were just, here, I, I got some guys to come in and they doing everything by hand. I was yeah. like, what are you doing? I'm like, <laughs> he goes, oh. I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, fuck. She's I know. Like, okay. I'm like, no. Nah, <laughs> Bye. I'll be over here. Like yeah, only like, for only for a couple of days. Time. I'll only be over here for a couple of days and then I'll say goodbye to you guys. You guys will be here for another month. Yeah, like, yeah, like past few weeks. Oh man, we just did a big um commercial job and I had to go behind them. You know, can they take it forever? And now another job, I had to go behind these other guys. I'm like, so I, I show up with to the head. Just, just take this. This is how you use it. Go, <laughs> and then so um, here I do a lot of level five now. There's a lot here. 
because a lot of stuff is more it's a lot of high-end homes and sure. high-end stuff. So I got I got like 48 inch skimming blade <laughs> trying to get these yeah. walls done. Yeah. And so I got I, I got another actually I just got a, a brand new set from Columbia. I I won from CSR. Shut up. In that in the yeah. giveaway? Yeah, the giveaway. Nice. <laughs> I got a whole brand new um uh, uh warrior set. Yes, or has it okay. has a, a thirty eight? I mean the, the thirty two, the eighteen. Oh man, um, you scored. Yeah, and a handle and the attachment blade to put the um so you can put the blade on the handles to do the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, but I do it. I, I I roll it on, and I have like an eighteen inch roller. So you I gotta fire fire up a video and and throw it up on uh, Insta and you know give them give them a shout out. Oh yeah, I did. Um, yeah, I gave him a shout out. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, but um, I go, I'm gonna do another one. I did like a short video. Yeah. With my um, yeah, so um, yeah, I'll probably do another one. I need to do like do more videos and stuff like that. I'll probably yeah, it's hard. Yeah, because you, you show up to work, you just want to get it in and out, <laughs> you know. But then yeah. Even with Fresco, like I could post different, I could post new content every day, and I'm like, I'm so mm-hmm. lazy about it. It's like. You know, oh, yeah. even just like spraying outlet covers, you know, or, or, you know, what we're up to on this job or, you know, doing the swirl or, you know, anything, man, it's just endless, you know, but uh, yeah, that, that whole uh, influencer thing, that's a skill. That's like a, yeah, you have to have time for it. You got to remember, especially now I have two little ones. I just want to get home to them. Yeah. They want to go to the park or they want to. You know, my son now he's in a video game, so you know he's kicking my ass in all video games now. <laughs> you gotta pra- so, you gotta practice up. Yeah, because then <laughs> yeah. then you go home, you go home. I get bitched at because I'm like, you know, I'm doing social media stuff, you know, and I, yeah. I, I I'm promoting a product, so I kind of like I have to be on top of that shit all the time. But it, it's very time consuming. I have to be in the evening, you know. I have to be like, okay, I'm put the phone down, even if it's just like watch cartoons with the kid. You know, just like be there, be present for for you know however much time until he goes to bed, and then yeah, you know yeah, um, I can. Yeah, I didn't ask. Do you have kids? I have a seven year old. Yeah. Seven year old. Okay. About the, yeah. About the same age. My son's eight. Yeah. So about the same. Yeah, age. it's cool. It's fun. Oh yeah. <laughs> but, uh, I coach. I coach his soccer team. We're firing up soccer next week, so that's going to be challenging. Oh, okay, I coached his soccer um, team like one one year. The funniest thing, so one I got, <laughs> I got tricked into coaching. <laughs> so nice. Uh, yes. <laughs> so one of the dads, I guess, he was like, "Oh, we're gonna do a soccer team, and um, I, I just um, can you just um substitute us every now and then if you have my sure, yeah. all right, no problem." So the first game, he goes, "Oh, I can't make it. <laughs> you gotta." Yeah. <laughs> I grew up in Brooklyn. Yeah. I've never played soccer in my life. <laughs> okay. So I'm sitting there trying to coach these five year olds. <laughs> yeah. And he's running all over the place. Yeah, I'm it's like, like herding cats. Yeah, yeah. I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. So I'm sitting there like uh just scratching my head, running behind these kids. Yeah. And then uh, yeah, my wife came, she bought some snacks. So now they start listening. They just they just won't pay for ah. snacks. Oh, all oh, right. Okay, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> We did. So I played college soccer, so so you know I'm probably over overqualified for you know the age that he's at currently. But I don't care. You know, it's we played for like a chill club that was like really like just have fun and everybody gets to play and all that. And then uh, 
um, he's getting into, I'm starting to coach with some ballers that like, you know, we're, we're even at like seven, man. I mean, these kids are balling it up. So it's like, okay, well, you know, if you want to play competitive and take it to the next level, let's go, you know? I'll, I'll, so, and then I'm going to have to step up my coaching as well. So, uh, you know, and I, just like everything too, I got to weigh it out and be like, you know, is this, do I want to commit to this thing? You yeah. know, time, time becomes like really precious when you're, when you're raising children, yeah. you know, working and all that stuff, you have to be conscious of it. You know, as you know, you know, growing out, growing up and not having that influence, that is really key. That, that, that father influence is a big deal. Now my son, he's he's boxing now also. So cool. um, I, I grew up boxing and um nice. I, I was like like 17, 18. Okay. But, um so I, I got him a coach. So he's he's doing like one-on-one training with him and nice. You see the progression. It's like it's he's getting better and better. So um oh, yeah. I go with him. And then when we when we come back home, I have a bag in this room and stuff like that. So we'll okay. you know, so I got the gloves and everything. Nice. So yeah, and he likes just, he, he likes boxing. Oh, he loves it. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. My he, wife, yeah. my wife just started boxing with our trainer. It looks fun as hell. I wrestled a little bit in high school. Okay. You know, I, I liked it, but uh, I've always, I've always like admired boxing from afar, you know? Oh yeah. yeah. And he has so much energy and it's a, it's a sport that, you know, you can, you work out everything, you know, from your legs to, you know, your, yeah. your stomach, to your shoulders, to your neck. Well, like wrestling, everything. people don't realize yeah. you, you why you do all the conditioning. It's like you jump in there and it's like you're tired in 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wrestling's great because you, you have to cut weight all the time. So it's easy for you to <laughs> <laughs> I hated it. You got to cut weight too, but still, you know, for wrestling, like, it's a lot more, I think it's a lot more conditioning. And, and wrestling because weight class is a little bit more. It was hard. It was hard. Yeah. I, I, I was good. I was good at it. I, I wrestled my freshman year of high school and uh, took third at districts. I was good at, it. I was lightweight. I was 101 pounds freshman year in high school. And uh, I didn't wrestle after that. I hated it so much. It was too hard. I was like, fuck yeah. this. <laughs> I'm going back to <laughs> soccer. <laughs> what you weigh? I was a hundred and what do I weigh now? No, in high in high school. I was a hundred one pound. I was lightweight. One pound. Okay. I was the smallest guy. Yeah, we go out first uh, onto the mat. Everybody would like gather around, and then we were the first. The hundred one pounders were the first. Uh, first on on the mat, and then there was you know whatever twelve weight classes, you know or whatever, yeah. eight weight classes. Maybe maybe twelve. I can't remember. Gotcha. Yeah. I was like- once I was between 170 180. Yeah. Yeah. I was little. I was little when my freshman year college, I was little. And like I started, I started, you know, I was just good. I was fast and good. I was small, but I was fast. And they, those guys kicked my ass. I mean, my second game, I busted my collarbone. Gone. My cousin, he, he also. And man, he we'd go to the um gym, we'd box, and then I would get him in boxing, and then we go to wrestler. He would kick my ass every time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wrestling's different, man. He was and me too. I was like, I'm thinking he's because he's skinny. Uh, I, yeah. I take him. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> 
Doesn't yeah, but you could probably kick his ass boxing though, because boxing, oh, yeah, yeah, boxing's boxing is a whole different world, man. You know, it's not like sparring on, uh, it's not like wrestling. You know, the moves and the counter moves. Yeah. Wrestling was cool; it was definitely cool. But I just, you know, I just didn't like it. It was too much, yeah. too much work, uh, too much. Like you lose your Christmas vacation. Yeah, that, that's, why, that's why I quit boxing because it's just. Just way too much work, you know, and a lot of I work. Things. I wanted to run around and yeah, you know, me fun. too. Yeah, me too. Oh, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, soccer kept me on the straight and narrow clear through those college years. You know, it was like you couldn't, you know, you couldn't party too much and play college soccer because we were training all the time. Uh, you know, and after that, st- stopped playing college just stopped going to college playing soccer jumped into drywall <laughs> and it was like party time <laughs> i was like a kid in a candy store yeah uh ag drywall jay hodges uh out of chattanooga tennessee thank you so much for being on the drywall podcast today uh pearl of wisdom that you could bestow upon the drywall community what do you got um stay true to your craft like learn as much as you can like don't think you know everything you know if you, you know if you want you know if you want to learn something don't hesitate to ask for help don't hesitate to ask somebody a question because we don't know everything you know and it's so yeah. much for us to learn like i like i have the greco um pump now i got okay got, about six months ago and um just that's helping me out so Always, you know, look for broadening your, your horizon. Like, th- don't put a box around yourself, you know. I like it. Yeah, so that, that's the thing I can say. Because we get stuck in our ways. We think, you no, know, oh, I'm not doing that. That's crap. No, no. Yeah. Leave that door open. Like, step outside the box. You know, don't shut yourself off of things. You know, try to learn new techniques. Try to learn new crafts. Try to learn as much as you can. Because when you do, that's just more clientele you can get as more customers you can get you know the more you know the more you can do you know that's, absolutely that's it. yeah well thank you go some ahead <laughs> um uh thank you so much for being with us today uh i think uh csr is putting together a swag bag for guests that come on to the drywall podcast Hopefully we'll have that together soon. Maybe you'll be, you're right in there. One of the first sort of uh, interviewees to, uh, you know, be offered something, but we haven't fleshed out that you get spy sponge, maybe a shirt from Columbia, a bucket, you know, some cool stuff, maybe a color pack, something like that. There you go. There you go, buddy. (laughs) I see it's all like, honestly, they've helped me out so much, man. I, I, in a pinch, I call them up email whatever and they help me out as much as they can man. they're just pro man they set the bar just like there's drywallers that set the bar in our industry uh i feel like for suppliers i, th- I feel like csr is a type of company that sets the bar you know yep. it's very cool and one, uh you would you put the top company the top supplier man. good for you man i'm, I'm proud that's that's tenacity thanks man uh, a little luck a little tenacity you know but uh brad was cool i think he gave me a shot and then you know i think too they're smart about vetting people you know i think he knew i wasn't full of shit and so that carried a lot of weight 
Yeah. You know. All right, man. Um, um, look for maybe I can try to get down there like in April or something like that. Hell Hopefully yeah, dude. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, there's always work down here. There's always some fun to do. If there isn't, we'll just hang out in the studio. Even if you come down for yeah, like a couple of days. Come hang out in the studio. We don't really yeah. have to do anything. I just come hang out in the studio. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably, I'm, I'm going to be tired anyway. So <laughs> yeah. Cam, like we, we put his, uh, we put Cam to work, man. He was like, he was oh, yeah. running. He, yeah, he was running for two weeks. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting old too. I'm yeah. 45 now. Nice, nice. I'm 46. We're pretty close. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I'll be 46 yep. in September. Yeah, so nice, nice. Yeah. All right, All right sir. Well, you have a good rest of your day, and uh, we'll talk soon, Jay. All right, sounds good, man. Take All right, man. Later. Special thanks to Jay Hodges for being on the Drywall Podcast today. I sincerely appreciate your time and your knowledge about the industry. Special thanks to Can-Am Tools for sponsoring the Drywall Podcast for the months of March and April. Now you have a chance to get your hands on these awesome tools at a discounted price. If you go to canamtool.com and enter promo code TDP15. Also, be sure to look for my interview with company president Wolfgang Dombrowski coming up very soon. You can listen to a new episode of the Drywall Podcast every Friday on your favorite platforms such as Podbean, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and also YouTube. Tune in next week when we have... Jeff Mills of Mills Drywall out of Connecticut. Great guy, great interview. Guests of the Drywall Podcast will receive a swag bucket from CSR full of all kinds of good stuff. Thank you so much for joining the Drywall Podcast today. I appreciate it. Until next time, keep drywalling.